0: Rothy's third show this week. Get to spend an evening with you fine gentlemen again. Barney, Ollie and Daggy with you to look back on Origin number one. It's in the books. As well as look forward to round 14 of the National Rugby League in season 2022. Had you
1: gentlemen enjoy Origin night, Oliver? Um, It was all right. It was pretty good. Oh, sorry, I'm, I'm not doing it a, a great service. It was, yeah, it was the... Most exhilarating game of professional rugby league I've ever watched in my entire life. Nothing will ever top it, and it will go down in history as the greatest footballing event, sporting event, really in history.
2: Stupendous. Yes, one of the better games I've seen this year. I think um, the high up tempo, lots of intensity. Uh, yeah, they've got a little bit sloppy in the middle of the middle of the match, sort of just each side half halftime, but. Um, yeah, no, it was, I thought it was a pretty entertaining game of footy. How about yourself, mate?
0: Uh, I enjoyed it. Yeah, just watched nothing special going on with um, all being isolated and shit. But uh, it was a very good game of footy. I enjoyed it. I was happy. I watched it with a smile on my face. I don't. I had one revelation throughout the game, and that is, yes, I follow New South Wales, but all my favourite players play for Queensland. Um, I think if I was going to make a list, uh, Harry and Pat and uh, even Tino and even some that aren't there are all Queenslanders, so... Um. Yeah, all the favourite non-Tigers players, of course. But um, yeah, a very good game of football. I want to just make a point quickly before we get into the. We might as well get straight into the pop analysis. We talked shit earlier in the week, so um, I want to make a point quickly because uh, I made the mistake of reading social media posts and um.
2: Oh yeah, would you do that for? Yeah, I regretted it <laughs> straight away.
0: Apparently, it's all the referees' fault, and no one's ever accountable, and it must be the officials, uh, and the the NRL scheming and all this sort of stuff. But, in fact, I thought it was the best officiated game all year. I go on record as saying that uh, it was allowed to happen the way it happened. Momentum was allowed to shift naturally uh and the referee and the bunker didn't interfere, and that's all we want from a rugby league I think uh if we've got games like this every game, I'd be pretty happy. They're only human after all, but I know the reason we don't is because if they did a like this, all the shit teams would get beaten by 60 every week, and we can't have that either because uh, the, the clubs and the boards can't be held accountable for their own team's performances. But anyway, what do you guys think of that first of all?
1: Well, I thought that was a very lovely script you read off of, and the NRL's done good to invest heavily mm. in you in particular, of course. Um, they bought me this hat. Uh, yeah, th- of course there were contentious decisions that people are blowing up about, but I feel like for the most part, those were sort of contentious. There wasn't too much, I'd say, sort of cut and dry, absolute, um, what do you call absolute gaffes, really. Um, but again, you get that with Origin and you get we obviously get it a lot of the time in rugby league, but I have to agree, I thought the officiating was fine. Um, I overly don't really think it had too much of a negative impact on the result.
2: Yeah, no, 100% agree with you. Both of you, uh, there was a couple of 50-50 calls, but they're 50-50 calls, and they've <laughs> called that for a reason because they could go either way, realistically. Um, you always know that they try to let the game flow during Origin, and I think they did a pretty good job to let the teams work out who was a better team at the end of the night. Um, I was actually surprised by a few of the comments from the New South Wales coach. but That'd yeah. be his fault that you picked the wrong
1: game.
0: (laughs) Uh, So uh, we'll we'll talk about the game and we'll talk about the fallout, I suppose that makes a logical sense. 16-10, Queensland beat New South Wales. Have you done the stats for this, Barn? Uh, It felt like a game where for most of the game, I didn't think New South Wales had any chance of scoring more than 10 points. So they did well to get there. But anyway, um, stats first.
2: Yeah, so we had... Two tries to New South Wales, three to Queensland. One out of two conversions played two out of three for uh, Queensland and a missed field goal attempt. 80% completion played 86%. 36 out of 45 sets played 37 out of 43. Five line breaks for both teams. 43 tackle busts to New South Wales, 34 to Queensland. Nine offloads from both teams and a one forced dropout for New South Wales. 378 tackles, played 379. Two ruck infringements against New South Wales, four against Queensland. Four penalties conceded to three. Ten errors by New South Wales, eight by Queensland. Cook made 54 tackles. Cotter with 51. Tedesco made 291 running metres. Munster made 198. Sims missed four tackles, made 25. Junior Paulo missed three and made 18. And Cleary missed three and made 20. Gay guy missed nine and made sixteen. Cotter missed five and made fifty-one. And Ponga missed three and made three. Where shall we start? I'll start with an apology first of all, and then you right. can go have
0: Ollie look like you're about to get into that. But uh, I would like to publicly apologise to Ruben Cotter for ever doubting him. Bloke's a machine. Uh, he was absolutely outstanding, and we'll get into that further. But uh, I may have been harsh on him the other night, so I'll go on record again as I seem to be doing a lot
1: of apologising to Ruben. What a what a warrior! <laughs> Well, I think you'll actually find he's a cowboy, but I'll allow you. To-
0: oh, <laughs> anyway, I'm over boys. Anyway, I um,
1: think. Well, I wouldn't say the game necessarily was decided by him alone, but I'd say probably the standout performer in this one was Cameron Munster. For me, he had his hand in everything, in attack and defence. He ran the ball well. It was just across the board, just a a, a dominant performance um, in my view and yeah Ruben Cotter and I'd say Patrick Carrigan two really really good origin debuts and I'd say across the board there weren't really any horrible performance from Queensland a couple of quiet performances maybe you could say um, and on the New South Wales side of things as well whilst I agree I don't think New South Wales ever really looks like winning it's odd because the game only ended 16 points to 10, but Queensland just seemed to have the momentum and just be that one step above for the majority of the contest. Um, but still, I thought Jack Whiten for the majority of the game was one of New South Wales best players. He's definitely someone everyone had an eye on. We should probably um, should apologize yeah, to him too, shouldn't we? Yeah. Let's apologize for to let's it, apologize yeah. to everyone while we're at it, but I think um, they, they stuck with their guns. I, we all sort of thought Freddie was going to make the change that um, Stephen Crichton would come on and we'd have Whiten starting off of the bench, but stuck with him. And I think Whiten, I don't know if Whiten secured his spot for game two. Uh, maybe Katoni Staggs hasn't, um, in hindsight, thinking about it with Latrell Mitchell coming back. But He's injured too. He suspects. certainly didn't. Yeah, of course. Um, he certainly didn't do himself any... Misfortunes, I'd say, Jack White, when it comes to potentially being picked in the future. But overall, I just think Queensland was that one step above, led by Cameron Munster and some great performances from their debutants.
2: Barney, give us your summary. Got the whole spiel going on here, yeah. So, I thought New South Wales were actually on top for the first twenty minutes. They looked to me to be the um, winning in the middle of the field, uh, especially with the lines uh, with the play the ball speed. They seemed to be they had they had some good play the ball speed. They had a direction where, as I mentioned in the preview, I thought they were going to take target gay guy early, and they did. They ran White and at, directly at him quite a bit in that first 20 minutes of the game. And then seemed to go away from it a little bit there for, for whatever reason. Um there's obviously the nice first try to Whiten in the on the left-hand side there. And New South Wales, I thought, were convincingly on top for that first 10 to 15 minutes there's a few big changes uh in momentum around the 20 minute mark in this game Uh, the first one was Cameron Murray standing in the line as junior Paulo went back through the middle and we would obviously New South Wales would deny a try there um if he'd taken two or three more steps he would have been outside of the line of the defense and Carrigan would have attempted to make the tackle but I can't see him stopping Paulo from there and you know there's a different the the game's now 10 nil instead of 4-0, and then um, another, uh, the fifth, first, probably fifth contentious call of the evening with the forward pass from uh, Tupu back to Teddy, which was denied another try. And again, there could have been a massive swing in this game. It could have been 14-16-0 come half-time, but it wasn't. Uh, try was pulled up a couple of minutes later. Beautiful piece of work from Cobbo down the right-hand side there with the kick back in for Gay Guy, and that was the first half, realistically. Um, the other Big mentions in that first half were when Carrigan came onto the field after 15 minutes when Papali went off. He, on his own, lifted the the play-the-ball speed of Queensland immeasurably. Uh, One man, you don't really realistically think one man can change the speed of the the play-the-ball as much as he did, but his involvement was massive, his leg speed was fantastic, and um, he was getting quick play-the-balls every time he went into the New South Wales defensive line. And then uh, when RCG came off and Paulo did come on, I thought uh, they lost a little bit there. Paulo did have one or two really nice explosive touches of the ball, but he didn't do it anywhere near as much as he needed to. Um, For
0: an alleged 10 out
2: of 10 ball player, his
0: first three passes all went to ground too, by the way.
2: <laughs> yeah, and at the end of the game, I think he only ended up getting about 30 minutes because I'm pretty sure the coach saw that he wasn't getting involved anywhere near as much as he, as he should. And
0: but we, he is a friction don't think a we liability. said it on the air.
2: Uh, we'll finish the in game anyway. We'll let's
0: um, bag plays later. Finish, finish the game.
2: <laughs> and yeah, he is a little bit of a lateral defensive pr- issue in the in the line there. But um, they were sort of the three key takeaways. Oh, sorry. And then um, Harry Grant comes on, and the speed of the play, of the ball gets even quicker. Um, and once once I mentioned Queensland really would rely on the speed of the play, of the ball in this game. And once they started to dominate the speed of the play, of the ball they just ran all over New South Wales. Um, but oh, let's just, About halfway through the second half, New South Wales' speed of the play the ball basically came to a stop. They were so slow in um, in their play the balls. Obviously, Queensland were dominating the ruck and they were laying over the defenders over the over the attackers, but they were allowed to do that. And it was New South Wales that ably assisted them in doing it by running one out for a good forty minutes of this game allowing Queensland to put two and three and four players into a tackle. And when you've got three and four players in a tackle, you can basically set them up, wrestle with them before they hit the ground, control which way they're facing when they're on the ground, and then you get the slow peel on top of it. So it just killed New South Wales play the ball speed. And as I mentioned, Queensland's got quicker and quicker. And they looked, um, there was a period there for about 20 minutes, uh, either side of the Ch- Cherry Evans try, where they looked dangerous every time they had the ball. Like They looked like they were an opportunity of scoring points and they were making massive meters and pulling New South Wales defensive line apart. Um their New South Wales halves just didn't seem to they they had a structure and they played to that structure consistently but that led to them being pretty ineffectual and they didn't seem uh, what they seemed very unsure what to do if that structure broke down at any point which it did consistently on that left-hand side. They would have been better off just running second rowers and whiten that gay guy in the halves, but they seemed to want to shift to the edges and when they couldn't get there, they sort of ran out of steam and ran around in circles. And um, On the other hand, Queensland's halves really didn't run the ball unless they saw an opportunity to run the ball. They just gave it to their back rowers their, and their, their centres early and let them do the work. And as soon as they saw a gap, Munster was off and running or DCE was running back through the middle of the ruck on the, on the side of that scrum. So It was a a marked difference between the performances of the halves. Um, I thought Queensland looked really aggressive, athletic, and pretty confident in what they were doing, considering they had two or three blokes on the bench at one point that were injured and didn't look like coming back. And um, (coughs) New South Wales looked pretty passive and looked like they were just going through the motions at different times. They're very structured and didn't seem to want to work outside of that structure either, apart from Tedesco when he... He tried his ass off in that last 20, 30 minutes and was probably the majority of the reason that we're making good meters and getting back close to the Queensland try line. But um, yeah, Sims and Staggs probably played their way out of a New South Wales jersey, I would imagine, I would imagine in the second game. Um, I'm not sure they'll retain their positions. Murray should be starting and probably playing 80 minutes, especially when Yo comes off the field for 20 minutes or half an hour. I um, already mentioned Paulo. I thought ICG was average. Uh, Martin did a decent job but he he needs to do more with the ball and I know you can make 50 odd tackles but when you only have four four hit ups and one of them he actually split them as well but I'd like to see him get the ball a little bit more um, as I mentioned run at gay guy and their halves but to uh for brian toow and luai did a, a decent enough job um clear his kicking game was a real big disappointment in this one i don't yeah, think was, i've seen him kick this poorly he would for be a lucky to be called time. average
0: i think
2: yeah um, he basically put up midfield bombs for the majority of the game and they weren't the the spiraling spiraling <laughs> torpedo ones either they were just sort of uh, one or two floated around a little bit but they were generally just end on end straight up and down the field um and I thought Cook was pretty good, but when he did run and he did make some inroads through the middle of the ruck, but there was nobody there for support. Yeah. So he ended up having to stop on his run, run around in circles and made him look like a bit of a goose at times. But to me, New South Wales' biggest problem is their, their uh, biggest point of attack, I thought, was going to be short ball playing and second phase play. And they didn't seem to want to set up for second phase play at all. Uh, they didn't there was no support runners either. So you can't play short balls when there's no one there to take a pass. So you just end up running into the line and get smacked. But um, yeah, obviously the best players were Teddy Whiten and Hass for New South Wales, but there was a great effort from Queensland, especially with all their injuries. Um, Papa Lee didn't get as many minutes as I thought he would, but he was decent enough out there for the 20 odd minutes. He was out there. Uh, And as well with the injury, um, didn't have a lot of impact, but he did really well to get back out there. I thought he'd broken his foot when he went off the field. Right. But um, I thought Coach was probably their most uninspiring player and then got injured as well. So I'm not sure what happens after that. But um, Again, Tino and Felice Kafusi were really good. Um, until I thought Gago was probably below par in this game. Um, he had a pretty average game considering what he normally does for Queensland. But um, Cotter and DCE were massive for for uh, Queensland. DCE's kicking game was obviously the best kicking game out there. Um, he he had a really good night with the boot. Cobo and Holmes were fantastic. I thought Holmes at one point looked like the best player on the field until Munster started doing his thing. Um, Holmes looks as fit and as strong as I've ever seen him. Um, and then... You've already mentioned Carrigan and Munster. They were just ridiculously good in this game. They had ten out of ten performances. The pair of them. Yeah, they. Um, you've mentioned the the, the
0: step up in tempo. Uh, it was sort of a <laughs> they went up two gears because Carrigan got the play of the ball going, and then a fresh Harry just started running every chance he got, and uh, yeah. the game went from a quick game to an even quicker game, and um, it was very exciting to watch, and. Uh, I just thought Queensland came across as, uh, f- look, I think, you've got to give Billy Slater credit, he picked, he knew what he was doing in picking the team, uh, yep. and his game plan made more sense, and I think Fittler's did, I think you're right, I think Fitler came into it having a very structured game plan, which, you know, probably would work as a club coach, but you're playing in the fastest game of year at such tempo, and the least structured players were the ones that came to the fore. Um, at that back in that game when you got the, the bloke who's completely off his head, uh, with talent, but Munsey was just doing what he wanted. He, he was running when he wanted to, kicking when he wanted to, um, and was just outstanding. Uh, so who else haven't I mentioned? I think you're being generous to some of the New South Wales players, to be honest. I would. I thought Teddy was fantastic. I th- uh, and the only one he didn't mention. Uh, I would not be dropping Tupu off that effort. He was—he did uh, made metres. No, he meters. He he used to work, 27 hit set-ups or something. Yeah, twenty—he had the most hit ups for the game, two hundred and eleven run metres, and they were all strong, real yeah. strong carries. Um, so the back five were all, I think, good enough. Luai probably overplayed
2: it a little bit, to be honest. They probably could have used a little bit of that short ball playing in the middle to try and create a few opportunities. Yeah, I—I but... I, I wonder if structure killed Luai. I could, Maybe
0: Loi needs to be just allowed to roam and
2: yeah, it always uh, it, it always and, seems
0: to um, and just
2: say to him if you get the ball, just make up some shit and we'll worry and about it later. Just sort of sticks to that left edge and doesn't come. Yeah. I'd like to see him come back into the middle occasionally. And, so and, and obviously that's work a, the other side. A as design as well. of Cleary so, and
0: we know you know penneth have the best up tempo structured game in the comp, but. Uh, Queensland picked a running spine, um, four very quick um, running halves, uh, two running halves, obviously, Ponga, who was who was actually, he looked very dangerous at times, uh, and and Harry Grant, and the up-tempo suited him, and uh, they were more mobile. I would, yeah, I agree with you, Carey Murray should not be coming off the field. Um, I think we talked about off-field, we mentioned on there last time, but Junior Paulo's had about a dozen, half a dozen good games in two years. Now uh, he's our reputation. I would be bringing. I'd bring Jake back. He'd do as good a job, and wouldn't he'd make fifty tackles on top of it. Yep. And they could really have used Angus Crichton in this game. Um, someone yeah. was a bit of size Passed just him to, on that left edge,
2: and yeah, yeah and left him, ran out him next to White.
0: A hundred percent, because Tarek Sims, who uh, was okay in, in the first stint, but he, he was a non, non-factor after the first fifteen minutes. Whereas Crichton could have. Yeah, it would've would have been a, a very scary partner in crime for White and uh I would have thought. Uh, I did suggest that we would see Stephen Crichton just playing this sort of nothing role and that's what ended up happening. Yep. But maybe that was a result of Whiten being so good. So I can't really be uh too upset about that. But I think you've covered off everyone else. When it was a scare sk- like there was one there was one time uh it would have been twenty minutes ago, I'd say where they, the Queensland had a scrum on a ten meter line and they had the goalpost shot, and they had the scrum set up, Queensland scrum set up, and you had Ponga standing on one side and Munster on the other, and you just thought, f- whichever way they go were a bit fucked here, because it just felt like there was that much momentum with them. It was a scary sight. Um, you got anything else to add, Oliver?
1: Um, Nothing really in particular. I'd have to say we covered it off pretty well overall. Okay,
0: thank uh, And the other thing I've got to say, if you're picking the Australian team tomorrow, you have a little fuckload of Queenslanders in it,
2: yeah, they would. Absolutely, they would. Yeah, the, the biggest disappointment for me was the, just the support play from New South Wales. They just went one out for the majority of the night, and it cost them dearly at the end of the game. But.
0: Yeah, I, I don't. I think they. I, I can't say they ambushed but I don't know if they expected it to be that up tempo. I thought they could. I think they thought they could set and structure and. Actually, uh, ta-
2: how hard is it to get a message out to them and go, fucker support the ball? Yeah. Like, there, there was nobody again, following the again, ball like, apart from Tedesco. Again,
0: that's where the would could have roamed. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, it's in the books. They're going to go to Perth, which I suggested the other night would suit Queensland. So very oh, interesting. Of what, what we just do. saw,
2: yeah, I can't disagree with you
0: either. So uh, very interesting to see how New South Wales struck back and whether they stick to their guns or it's a very traditional thing for New South Wales to make six changes. Uh, but... We'll see what happens, eh? Uh, we're doing the Ollie Lewis, are we? I think we probably agree. Three points, Munster. And then two points, Carrigan. One, Grant.
2: I had Holmes or Cotter. I thought Holmes Cotter. was tremendous. But he yeah. saved two tries as well as he um, was a good part of yeah, so uh, anything was, yeah, that one, down that other side as kick well. kick behind the line
0: he's pounced on. And, uh, I don't and think on you know, the, have got the it, kick yeah. behind the line later as well
2: but, yeah. um, in the middle of the field. Hey, look, I, I, like I think, think
0: Val's been an unsung hero in this game, so why not? Unless you want to rub a stand, anything else, Oliver?
1: Uh, uh, look, I'm just trying to decide whether to go Tarek Sims, Damian Cook or Katani Staggs. Um, so I guess we're at a stalemate and we'll just go with Valentine Holmes. Okay.
0: Uh, yeah, Honourable mention to Jack Whiten, who was New South Wales' best, I thought, and Teddy, who just tried his... Teddy, yeah. I was going to say tried his arse off. But we saw enough of his arse off. had to be
2: right up there as well. Yeah, didn't
0: yeah. we? The drawstrings. Okay, uh, yeah, can we just... Uh, I think we should give the braith from Origin to whoever made the blue shorts because we saw a lot of arseholes on the field, um, not just teddies. Every, every set someone's seemed to pop out. So if we have those fixed for next hand, it'd be lovely as well.
1: Wouldn't hurt. Or not if
0: you're a... Oh, Ted t- internet. That's lover. An yeah. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, that's Origin in the books. No other news you want to talk about or she's trying to preview.
2: I have about it. It's going to be, um, I dare say, there'll be a few people rested out of this weekend, especially a lot of the Queenslanders. They had to work so hard in the back of that game.
0: Yes, I, I believe
2: the, the Cowboys the field, definitely, but...
0: and I think I would be surprised. And I'll go through as we get to get to the preview. Um, now yeah, the, so round 14 kicks off with just the one Friday night game for this long weekend. The Cowboys hosting the Dragons up. At, go uh, up at Townsville Dearden comes back into the team, or Dearden comes into the team to play 5-8 N- And Valheim's named as an extended reserve The mail is, it doesn't look like he'll play uh, The rest of the, que- the Cowboys team looks pretty similar to what it did last week uh, Jaden Sullivan is in, where is he? comes onto the bench, bench. I should say. Uh, Sewer is named as an extended on the extended bench, as is Josh Maguire. Ramsey retains the fullback spot, and the rest of the uh, Jack DeBell and Locke, Molo and Laurie in the front row. Sims is named to play. Uh, that'd be interesting to see if he does. Um, haven't seen any updates on that. How we're going to kick off round fourteen only?
1: With uh, a game of football uh, oh, between thanks. the Cowboys and the. Dragons, but um, sorry, uh <laughs> yeah. Cowboys thirteen plus. Um, first try score, I'm going to go Peter Hiku, and man of the match, I'll go Jason
2: Taumalolo. Yeah, very- Malolo with you, yeah, Cowboys thirteen plus. I think the defense will just be too look too good, and the um, the Dragons haven't looked like racking up points against many teams, let alone the better defensive ones. So. Uh, Cowboys thirteen plus. I think I'm going to give man of the match to Dean. I think uh, just obviously he'll be up and hyped about being up in camp and witnessing that game last night. So I'll have him as my man of the match. And I'm going to go first try score a hammer. So yeah, thirteen plus for me as well. They were very ultra impressive
0: last week. Uh, Dragons seem to have peaked. Ben Hunt has been named too. He'll probably play. <laughs> He's pretty tough. Um, but first try scorer Murray to a Keep the roll going there. Man of the match will be Scott Drinkwater. Probably three more tries. It's just for fun. Seems to be doing a lot these days. <laughs> uh, Saturday kicks off three o'clock with the Titans in the bunnies. Jaden Campbell's out for the extended period. AJ Brimson has just moved back to fullback. Paul Turner comes into 5'8", maybe for the better. I'll suggest Greg Marzu onto the wing. Tino's been named... Uh, at lock, we'll see what happens there with him. Mo's moved, moved to the bench because Jared Wallace and Liu are the front row. For Souths, uh, Cody Nikorima stays at fullback, and they look pretty much as per program from the last couple of weeks. Tane Milne into that fabled centre spot on the on the left side. South's pretty good last week. Titans were pretty bad last week. Uh, I would suggest it's a chance for South to put a couple together. If their forwards turn up again, they'll steamroll uh, what's left of this pack if they're even interested, the Titans. Campbell Graham will score two tries and be man of the match. And uh, AJ Johnson will probably score the first.
2: Byron? I'm going to go South's 1-12. Um, I just think the Titans... If they haven't hit rock bottom now, they've got a. <laughs> you're going to be pretty upset about um, how much further they can go down the ladder. So I think you might see a bit of a bounce back out of them this week. Um, Souths haven't been overly impressive with scoring a whole heap of points. Um, they will have their opportunities here against the Titans, but I think the Titans may score a few points against Souths as well. So just to keep it in that one to twelve range, and I'm going to go man of the match and first try score a key on Matangi.
1: South Sydney, third and plus. Man of the match, Cody Walker, with an absolute flat track bully performance. Probably get five try assists. And first try scorer, Alex Johnston.
0: 5.30 game at the SCG. The Roosters in the Storm is a cracker with everyone named to back up as we stand. Tedesco at one. Uh, comes back into the team, which pushes Manu back into the centres. Tupu named as well. Drew Hutchison starts at hooker. And uh, we'll see. So Teddy was rested last year, but he was carrying an injury, I think. So we'll see if he backs up here. For the Storm, no Pappenhausen yet. they Harry Grant's name to start, Munster's name to start as well, uh, as is Kafusi. So we'll keep an eye on all of them. What are you doing here, Ollie?
1: Um, I'm going Melbourne 13+. plus. I don't necessarily feel like it'll be a flogging or anything either. Um, I feel like the Roosters will be up for it. It'll be a decent enough game, um, as we usually get at the very least between these two sides these days. I'm going to say Cameron Munster backs up his man-of-the-match performance in Origin with a man-of-the-match performance here. And first try scorer, I'm going to go with, say, going to go with Dean Ioma. Do we know what's going on with Coates? I think he's gone. No, he's his name, but I think he'll play. Okay, yeah, I'll go with Vioma then. Uh, so sure he's definitely out. No,
0: sorry, osmosis, so
1: probably
2: um, so sorry,
0: just to confirm, just open late mail now. Uh, Nick Meaney will move to the wing and Tyron Wishart will play fullback.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> it hasn't been a, a real good um, spot for him in fullback the last couple of times he's had a go there. Um, it's probably got me leaning... I I've Realistically, I think the storm may be a fraction flat. Obviously, with Munster and uh, Munster coming back and Harry coming back after the Origin, so I'm go- I'm still going to pick them. I'm going to pick them under twelve, and I'm going to pick their other superstar to hold the fort. While the other two may have a little bit of a rest during this game, um, I'm sure they'll play. But I don't. I'm not sure if they'll both play 80 minutes. Um, so I've gone with man of the match with Jerome Hughes, and I'm going to go Kenny Bromwich on that left hand side because he doesn't mind if they're close to the line, grabbing the ball and having to crack himself. So. Uh, this is, yeah, I
0: wish I could tip the Roosters here, but I got off last week. I just can't. Um, they're just a little bit lost at times. I'm going to go Melbourne 1-12, to all the reasons you've already outlined. First try scorer, Angus Crichton. I think Roosters might start fresh, and I think he's got a point to prove right now. Man of the match will be... I'm going to say Justin Old might get a couple of tries and be strong. I'm all centred up today, so
2: there, go.
0: there we go. <laughs> the Broncos and the Raiders, seven thirty at SunCorp. We don't get too many seven thirty Sunday SunCorp, uh, Saturday SunCorp games, do we? Uh, no, it's only Friday
2: or Sunday. Mm.
0: Yeah. So no Katone. Uh <laughs> At the moment, we'll see what happens there. Branko Lee could come into the side. They welcome back Adam Reynolds, Ezra Mam. will will have a bit of a run at 5-8, which is exciting because Gamble's out for a while. Payne Haas. he'll be a
2: pretty popular
0: super coach pick this week. 100%. Uh, Haas, Carrigan, uh, both named for Brisbane. Canberra looked pretty similar to last week. Jack Whiten is named at 6, but... Uh, We'll see if he backs up. I imagine he probably will. As is Papali, who I think will play. He played twenty minutes. Surely he plays. Yep. Uh, Horsburgh moves back onto the bench. I go on, Ollie.
2: <laughs> not sure. Somebody else. No, no, I'll go first. For... <laughs> I'm, I'm tipping the Raiders.
0: Uh, I've just got a yeah. feeling they've found a bit of form here. Uh, key men for Brisbane, the two, their two best players are on the back uh, May not even be here, as well as missing Stags. Uh, obviously Reynolds being a big in, but I just I can see this being a bit of a an ugly game, and Brisbane have looked shaky at times, and Absolutely. then I don't I can't see them doing a Titans to Brisbane. So if Canberra can get a, a eight, ten, twelve point lead, I think there would be a lot for them to chase down. Uh, look, I, as you guys know, there's not many bigger fans of Brisbane than me this year, but uh, I just think they're right for a a bit of an upset here. So. Going to have a crack at them Tarpon has been absolutely on fire He'll lead the way again And be man of the match And we'll say first try Will be I'm going to go with I'm just going to go TC Rabadi I think Brisbane might get on the board early
2: Yeah Barne. I was half expecting you to go my three because you've gone with two of them. Oh, okay. um, the only thing that does worry me in this one is that the it is generally a pretty quick track up there in, in Brisbane. So um, if if the Broncos can uh, match it with the Raiders in the middle, I, they've probably got more speed on the outside edges and probably burn them out there. But um, I do expect the Raiders, as we mentioned, they've been much better in the previous weeks and they seem to have a lot more direction than they know. Well, basically, they try to go straight through the front door and kick it down. And if they can do that in this game, I think they'll they'll hang on well enough uh, to win one to twelve. I had Tapani; he's been close to the best prop in the game for the last couple of weeks, and I expect him to continue and be close to me- close, if not man of the match. And I'm going to go with Tomoko, uh, to score the first try for the Raiders. Um, he he's got some nice fast feet. He does. He hasn't had a lot lot of opportunities in the last few weeks, but I, I've just got a feeling it might go that way.
1: I'm going to go Brisbane 1-12. to 12. I'm going to say man of the match, Adam Reynolds, back to his um, world-class, I guess you could say, game-controlling performances, and I think his kicking game will get Brisbane home here. First try scorer, I'm going to say... Corey Oates, as he commences his sort of official journey now or the next chapter in his redemption story on the way to being selected in Game 2 of State of Origin to replace the injured Xavier Coates.
0: Tigers and uh, the Seagulls at Campbelltown kick off the Super Sunday. Three Sunday, three games on a Sunday, which I'm looking forward to. Kamali uh, has brought Nofaluma back from reserve grade. He's brought Little back into the team instead of Simpkins. And he's also brought Jock Madden back into the 17 for the Seagulls. DCE's been named to play, which I imagine he will. And uh, Paseca comes back into the team as well. No, he's on extended bench, I should say. Um, But they're pretty much as they were last week. Ollie,
1: I'm going to go Manly 13+. plus. Daly Cherry haven't the match, and I'll say 1st try scorer, Jason Saab.
2: Yeah, right. Um, I'm going to go Manly 1-12 to 12 just because I, I don't trust them enough yet. We've only really seen one decent performance out of this forward pack, and they're going to need their forward pack if they're going to beat the Tigers. Um, you know, Tigers aren't the best team in the world, but they can match They can match teams in the middle. And um, if Manly don't step up there, they're, they're a chance of getting beaten. Surely, it's only a matter of time before Paseca comes in and knocks either Kepi or Martin power out of this lineup. I just still don't understand what's going on there, but yeah. we'll see what, see what happens in the future. Yeah, mainly 1 to 12. I think Jake, I, I think you'll see this may be a man of the match performance out of Jake, to be honest. Um, you know, he's always going to make 50 odd tackles and. He's surely going to have a B in his bonnet off after being left out of that team and wanting to make an impression. So I think you might see him put a couple of people through holes and the, all the rest of it. And I'm going to go first try scorer, uh, Toto Kula. I
0: might be completely off my rocker here, and I don't do this generally, but I'm tipping the Tigers. Uh, I'm standing by the fact we should have beaten them last time. I don't think Manly have been that good. Uh, and I agree with what you said. I think our forward packs have matched most sides. It's just been... Well, you know, general effort and everything else from with the team that's let us down. So uh, <laughs> um, um, hopefully a fresh start here. Going to say, uh, well, if they win, it'll be on the back of Jackson Hastings. I don't think there's any secrets there, but I think our forwards will play very well. And we'll give Luke Garner first try. Uh, but terrified of Ola um We know what happens when our edges start falling apart and what he might do there. Knights and Panthers at McDonald Jones Stadium uh, after a couple of uh, upsets. I don't think I'm looking for one here. Kurt Mann comes back for the night, so. Uh, and uh, we'll see how Gay Guy and Ponga back up for Penrith. Everyone's named. Uh, look, I, I probably suggest if anyone's going to be rested, it's probably going to be Cleary, but we'll see again where he might play 40, 50 minutes. Um, still won't matter. Penrith win 13+. plus. They'll put the... Broom through this team just like they put the broom through. Well, 15 other teams in the comp. Uh, man of the match will go with. I'm going to go with Appy again to keep his hot form going. Uh, I seem to say that every week these days. First try scorer, Villami. uh will finally get one in for himself after creating plenty of opportunities lately. What are you smirking about, Oliver?
1: Uh, just yeah Villami comment there. No. I think that's another. It's the first one for a while. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to go Penrith 13 plus as well, shock and horror. Uh, but especially- would Joe be in doubt? Sorry, is the only one I didn't mention. I would have thought possibly, potentially. Yeah. I'd be
2: resting him, be especially well- against the Knights.
1: I think if Cleary plays, though, he'll be the man of the match. Based off of sort of that disappointing performance in Origin, there's not really pr- pressure that he won't be picked for game two, but sort of the the criticisms there, and he's going to be. Licking his chops, needing a really big performance, and there aren't too many teams in the competition better for him to just absolutely obliterate than the Newcastle Knights. So I'm going to say he gets man of the match, and first try scorer, Talon May. Can we just make it... I,
0: someone, one of the peanuts on the Channel on commentary said he's beat, Nathan been the best player in the comp all year. Can we just confirm he hasn't?
2: I heard that. No, he hasn't. (laughs) I think he's been well
0: below what he was last year. I don't think he's been playing. He hasn't been playing poorly.
2: It was probably one game. I think it was his second game back from injury where you could have gone close to giving him man of the round, like the best player of the weekend. But other than that, he's he's been been there. He's been a bit better than average, but... uh, Far, far and away from the best player in the column. 100%. I, don't think, I think he's been below, or at least below what was last year, well and truly, but anyway, Barney, what, what do we <laughs> Yeah, I think, I'm not sure if they rest him or not. He, he did get a lot of um, attention after he kicked the ball, so I'm pretty sure he'd be a bit of a sore boy come today and tomorrow, but um, by four o'clock on Sunday, we'll see what happens. Uh, as you mentioned, it doesn't matter if he doesn't play. They could not play Luai as well and bring in the two that played last week, and It wouldn't really matter, I don't think. Um, Panthers 13-plus. I think Kickow is going to go on. He's been the most consistent good form that kickow has been in for his entire career, I think. And I can see him continuing with that and causing all sorts of dramas on the right-hand side defence for Newcastle. Um, If Gagai backs up after missing nine in origin, he may miss another nine in this game. And Kikau, Kikau might be the beneficiary of a few tries there. But... Um, yeah, kick out of the
0: might match. Have the, uh, he might just say he's a bit sore and have the game off for the sake of it. Yeah,
2: I, think, I wouldn't blame him. Yeah. <laughs> Taylor May to score the first try for me.
0: Warriors and Sharks wrap up the Sunday from uh, Morton Daly with Stacey Jones debuting as coach here. Josh Curran's back. Good news for them. Ooh. He w- is named on the bench for now. He's at 14. Dynamus Louis at 16. The major changes. Uh, Jesse Ramian back into the centres uh, to make Barney happier. And uh, Cam McGuinness starts. Tom and stays on the bench. Wade Graham and Lachlan Miller on an extended bench for now. Now, we probably don't need to dissect this one too much. More Warriors are pretty poor last week. I think ready to rip and tear. The Sharks come back here and win 13-plus. Nico, out of origin camp, will be just waiting to get involved in this game and be man of the match. Uh, and Mulitalo, first try score, probably untouched.
2: Again, two out of my three. Um, Sharks 13 plus, I think, as long as they don't get beaten up in the middle because obviously you know, the Warriors have got a big pack, but they're not always very good. But <laughs> if they're on, they could cause a few problems for the Sharks. But... I'm not tipping Nico man of the match just because I'm getting bored of tipping him man of the match every time I tip the Sharks. So, McGinnis in at 13. If he plays um, close to full 80 minutes, he's been in pretty good form in the last couple of weeks as well. I think that leg speed and um, he's got decent ball playing as well. So, he could create a few problems in and around the edges of the ruck there and be man of the match. And I'm going to go, obviously, with Ronaldo. Uh, Generally, when the Sharks score, they go to their wings and Militano's been in fantastic form this year. So,
1: I'm gonna go Cronulla one to twelve. I, I just have a I don't know a bit of a weird feeling. Brown being sorry walking away mutually whatever during the week and I don't coach, know. Coach, coach, Cronulla. The past few weeks, has been no secret. Have been sort of inconsistent. I have no doubt that they win. Um, and if they don't, then. Barty, I, I really feel for you, but um, I'm going to go the Sharks. Oh, Mate,
2: don't sit. You worry about your own backyard there, buddy. <laughs> I'll be fine. <laughs> what a bunch of winners we are.
1: Yes. Um, Sharks 1-12. to 12. I'm going to say man of the match. I'll go with Nico. Um, I don't mind continually going to him. He's an amazing player and first try scorer. I'm going to go see a C.O.C. for Talakai, and I'm going to predict um, a dominant performance, not too dissimilar. To when he went on that what two three week run earlier yeah. in the season, yeah, I think you find him half run. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, just with all due respect as well, of course, but just um looking at his opposition edge there, yeah, I think he might be in for a bit of a big one. Yeah,
0: could you imagine if they would picked him in Origin? Val would have scored three tries. But anyway, um, just a quick one. I was thinking about just reading all the media about the coaching merry-go-round, Barn. Yeah, mate. If by the end of the year and it all washes out and Fitzgibbon takes Can- Can- Cronulla to 7th or 8th, would that be considered disappointing?
2: 8th? Oh, no, I, I think this. I think the first year in, the Sharks would be happy to get back into the 8th. I think that would have been their goal from the start of the year. Anything worse than 8th would be disappointing, obviously, um, and, yeah, it would be underwhelming. From the start, they got off to. I think everyone probably penned them in at six. Well, we I think we all penned them in at six at before the season kicked off. So I probably would be a little bit underwhelmed if they finished seventh or eighth, but uh, it'd be acceptable.
0: Yeah, and yeah, not really knocking, right? Just that that's probably where they would have finished if John Morris was in charge, wasn't
2: it? No, I don't think so. I, I I do think there's definitely been a shift towards the focus of their middle defence. There's been a couple of games where it's been shown up, but they, I don't think they start the same way that they did this year with John Morris as coach. Yeah, fair enough. Also, uh, it's one thing having your structures
0: in place; it's another having half broken bodies to fill them as well. So yeah, doesn't it doesn't help. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I don't understand. That's just, it was just, I was thinking about it. What does it actually... Oh, what, what would be par? Cool. Uh, cool. And, of course, the Monday game to end or Monday games. The Bulldog and the Eels at the core uh, for the Bulldogs. Avarillo officially named it fullback this week after playing there, I think, most of last week, if not all of it. Yep. TPJ on an extended bench. Um, it, he may come in and replace Chris Potato, who... Will never not be funny <laughs> So uh, Macasivo's back For Parramatta First game of the year Having survived First grade And Pennicini Looks to be clear All the Fords Have been named They've got a I suppose Most of them will play Given they've got a Nearly a six day turnaround. So
2: Yeah I think Majority uh, of them I'd play. Say I can't see any of right. them Not playing To be honest yeah.
0: uh, Is there much To dissect here 13 plus Parramatta uh, I know Perhaps a little bit Scrappy the last few weeks But uh, nice blowout for him, nice blowout for um, the halves to really put on a show here Mitch Moses has been showing up a little bit in the last month So he'll, he'll probably be a bit of a ball hog and have um, plenty of super coach points to share around Our first try scorer, we'll give it to Macca He'll come back on and um, run straight over some, some like auto Car geek or something
2: You've got all three on line this time. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet.
0: Ding, ding, ding. All right. um, well, Ollie, what do you want? The only I mean, thing I is, hear from obviously,
2: him. the Bulldogs have been a little bit better. So um, I expect they may, may score one or two tries and give the outside backs of uh, Parramatta an issue here and there. I was originally going to go with Waka Blake, but as soon as I saw Sivo there, I'm, it's narrative. He's going to get a try, first try when he comes back, doesn't he?
1: Yeah. Well I can't pick anyone other than Sivo for first try scoring <laughs> now. So I'm gonna, gonna um, start $3 in this game. Yeah,
2: gonna <laughs> um, set us up
1: for the three peat there. And I'm gonna say uh Dylan Brown, man of the match, um, Parramatta 13 plus, and as an added prediction, at some point in the game, Gutherson will score a try or do something and whip out the Gutherino because oddly enough, he only seems to do it against the geeks yeah. these days. He <laughs> Not like he hasn't had a chance to do it this year. No. <laughs> no. We've, seen more,
2: we've
0: seen more people in other teams do the gutterino <laughs> than in Parramatta.
1: I think the last time he did the gutterino was in the game against the Tigers and they went on to lose.
2: So, <laughs> do we see a Burton kick for Addo Car try potentially? Yeah. Why not? It's their it scoring, go to, isn't it? And <laughs> then
1: Ado Car. Runs over to Gutherson and does a Guthery.
2: <laughs> Beautiful, I like it.
0: Uh, fair enough. Quick pre. Br- 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 now the round's over. We can do a quick PCTC wrap.
2: Yes. Um, the Diagostino brothers still running first at the moment, uh, and fifth overall in the competition on seventy-two points. Pop Rod, the outlo- outright leader on seventy-five points. <sighs> Beaver's running second, 11th overall on 71 points, equal with Oliver, who's currently running 12th and 3rd in the footy and frothies comp. I've gone down to 5th, running 17th overall on 69 points. Daggy is currently running 50th, which is 12th in the footy and frothies comp on 63 points. And the last uh, person running last in our competition, who shall not be named, is on 59 points. Hmm. All right. Uh Super coach, quick wrap. Yeah, again, Dana's still in the lead. Uh, one again this week. He's on 20 points. Actually, did you want to look up who you've got this week, Daggy? Yeah, Daggy's yeah. running That's second nice. on 18 points and is equal with Callum, who is third on differential. I managed to lose my matchup this week by one point, <laughs> which was fantastic on countback. I was ahead by about 10. No, and then, yeah, the countbacks got me. So I'm in 11th position on 12 points. Gump's in 12th position on 12 points. And Oliver is still currently running twentieth on four points. This week's matchup is Daggy V the Beaver. Somebody for the belt. Oh, Daggy versus Beaver. So we've got second versus where, where is sorry, what are you running second versus where's Beaver? About midfield somewhere. Fifth or sixth. Should. Yeah. So probably one of your better matchups in the last couple of weeks. Yep, might I'll get a that. might get a shove. But we'll see. You go. What's
0: my streak at five or six?
2: Yeah, yeah, easily. I'll go back and I'll get the total next week. As long as you keep the belt, see so yeah, how we go. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's all right. Now, do you want to add there, Oliver? You're looking uh,
1: morose.
2: Yeah. Um, a
1: Are you still making changes
2: effort? to your team or what?
1: Pretty good effort last week. I uh, got 391 points. So yeah, good, so, good job. Yeah, good. Big good job. team Got absolutely fucking wiped off the park in all competitions. <laughs> believe it or not. At least you should um, have
2: some players for round 17.
1: Yeah, exactly, and you know what? I'm looking forward to my match up with Big Puppy this
2: week. Big, Big Puppy, he's one of the leaders, he's up there somewhere. I'm pretty he's sure. good.
1: Yeah.
0: Might have been who I won the belt off, actually. Um, <laughs> very good. Disaster class time. Did you make
2: anyone make any money last week? They did. They did. Oliver with his second hit for the what? season. What is? Gone in well into the lead. Uh, he had Penrith at one to 12 at three dollars and five cents, and they won by 12. Happy days! <laughs> I think, it, I think that was pretty much what knocked everybody else out. Was Penrith 13 plus, but with that, uh, with that money is now pushed Oliver up to oh, sorry, I haven't done the numbers. Yeah, let's do the bets and we'll give the tallies after.
0: All right, oh, I'll go first, And why not? I'm in a try-scoring mood, so uh, no more safe play for me because obviously it doesn't work anyway. Um, <laughs> let's go with the narrative bet first of all. First try score, at $25 on the Sevo at $6.50. To return $162.50. $5 on Josh E, first try at $34. $10 on Appy, first try at $23. Big price F because I can see the... Silly Newcastle Knights, just watching him, just put his hand out. Yep. And ten dollars on Jackson Hastings' first try at eighty-one dollars, according really? to Tab. Yes. Wow. and right. because I was flicking and I saw that price and I was like, you "That's on costous. the bench or something." Maybe, <laughs> Maybe. Know. That's Maybe they know something we don't know. So ten bucks on that.
2: Wow, I don't think I've ever seen anyone starting at eighties. Not a halfback anyone? anyway. <laughs> wow, you got something for us, Ollie?
1: I sure do, and I'm going to call this one the Putting Profies bet because I've decided this week sure. to put on a multi, a few 13 plus results. Titans to win 13 plus, Tigers to win 13 plus, and the Sharks to win 13 plus. I was going to say the the Warriors because it's the three teams that are obviously not going to win in my humble, um, but I thought, hey, actually, go go the Sharks because. Our three teams. Yeah,
2: So no. well, there we go. <coughs> oh, excuse me. And what have you got, David? I've gone Sharks, Panthers, Eels, and Cowboys all thirteen plus at eight dollars seventy. I'm going to put thirty dollars on that. Um, and I've gone two first try scorers as well. I've gone Olakawatu at fifteen dollars in the Manly Tigers game, and I've gone Talakai in the Sharks Warriors game at eleven dollars. So I'm going to have ten dollars on that. Very
0: good. Have we got what uh, what's good us frothing this round? Something. Bold. Anyway, sorry, just
2: quickly, Oliver's currently on a $212.50 profit. I'm on the profit of one hundred and fifty-five forty. dollars Daggy slipped into the minuses at $5, and Gumpy is minus $400. Yuck. Yeah. All right.
0: <laughs> what do we got? What's going to happen this weekend? Something to leave us excited. It's got us frothy. Well,
1: I believe the only one of these that I've really gotten correct so far is when the Rabbitohs beat the Warriors, and I said Cody Walker was going to look, like an absolute world beater because they're versing a crap team. Well, I think this is set up sort of the same. I've tipped him for my man of the match. So I'm going to say Cody Walker to get at least three try assists. Double up on Walker.
2: Um, this is a tough one um, I haven't really thought about this to be uh, honest um, uh, I've already mentioned Tarpani to be Player of the match so I Expecting him we may as well go double up With Fish they were the best two forwards In the comp in the four um, games that were played Last weekend so both of those Two have terrific yeah. games um, Let's have them both to score a try at any Time and um, Sivo with a hat trick on return yeah. See, I thought about that, but that's too obvious. Uh, I, <laughs> I'm i predicting
0: two big boil-overs. I'm just not quite sure where, but two massive boil-overs mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. from between. either Potentially maybe the Dragons or the Raiders, the Tigers or the Knights. Probably not the Knights.
2: What, I was actually going to say that before we started our but I, um, I predictions two, in this. I
0: reckon there's two coming this week. I
2: was going to say to everyone, if you're like... It looks pretty cut and dried, but if you feel something and you feel like there's going to be an upset, just go with it because this is the kind of round that Bulldogs Bulldogs might
0: up. have a you know like you said they you know Parramatta might kick their toe here and mm. uh, just I just I see something happening. I just can't quite the, the crystal ball's a bit cloudy, but it's obviously it's
2: yeah happening. blokes backing up from Origin and teams yeah. have been a bit disrupted. If, yeah, if you feel like there might be an upset, just go with your gut. Absolutely.
0: So can feel that. Uh, my gut will be taking me to the pub on Sunday, gentlemen, where I hope to see you all. And Very good. Uh, until then, punters, enjoy the footy. It's been a good week and looks like a cracking weekend. Enjoy the long weekend, and we'll be back at some point next week to uh, review it all and uh, once again gaze into our cloudy balls. Take care, guys, and we will talk soon.